Welcome to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah Fennell. Alongside me, you'll hear from Joe Arco, Ken Sylvan, and Barat Oza. Each episode will have a combination of us sharing our 70 plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to help expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I have Sarah with us today. How are you doing, Sarah? Hey, Ken. I'm doing fantastic. We have a really uh, messy conversation today. Something like that. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Actually, probably the opposite of messy because we're going to chat about constipation, which is the, the the non-elimination. That's right. More of a frustrating conversation, I guess, for some. Yes, yes. Now, is constipation a thing that you see a lot with clients that come to you? I would say six or seven out of 10, you know, people are, we need more. So I would say almost a little bit more than diarrhea. I see constipation as a little bit more of a common issue. Mm-hmm. And as we're going to talk about today, there's different kinds of constipation. You know, some people literally can't go. Other people are just like, oh, I forgot. I'm missing days. So we'll get into that. But yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, the role that a digestive system and obviously elimination is so important for the health of the body. Um, and I feel like it's a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have unless they're actually working with a health professional um, who brings this up or it's something that they go out seeking for. Um, you know, before I was in the health industry, I wouldn't chat about my poop with my friends. Like it just, it wasn't the norm. It wasn't a conversation that circulated in my social circles. Yeah. You know, I'd, uh, friends don't talk about it too much unless you're joking around and being, you know, have one of those kind of friends who are always talking about crap or poop or whatever. But I was fortunate. Both my parents were kind of medical. So they all, did you go today? What did it look like? Did it hurt? What was it like? So I was always like, kind of like aware of what my bowels were like. And before school come, we'd have Epsom salts and have a flush and milk and magnesium and all these cool things. So for me, poop was kind of a regular, normal conversation. But I know some of my friends was kind of like, dude, what are you asking me and talking about this for? We don't talk about these things. So you're absolutely right. Wow. That's, that's so great. I had the exact opposite of it. Um, parents didn't know, didn't really talk about it unless I had like a stomach pain. It's when was the last time that you pooped, which usually is too far down the line of, of a problem when we get to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. I know it's uh and then with clients, I do find males can be a little bit more glazing over the topic of poop. Like fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, I have to dig, we have to dig and get in there and go, what does fine mean? So it really, tell me what does fine mean? Does that mean you're going every day? Does that mean it hurts? Like, and some people think pebbles are normal. So we'll talk about that, right? So. Yeah. So let's 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 define constipation first of all, because uh, if someone is not in the holistic world or the medical world, uh, it, it it's it's almost left up into an interpretation of someone as to if they define whether they're constipated or not. So how would you describe that? I would say constipation is um, is an issue where people are not going to the bathroom on a daily basis, okay? And that could be either um, I physically can't go or I just, I'm not eliminating. I have nothing to eliminate and they aren't going on a daily basis, okay? I would say that's the, the simplest way of looking at constipation. It doesn't have to have pain. It doesn't have to have bloating. You can be constipated, not bloated, but it's that infrequent bowel movements because you should be going 
you know, at least every day having two to three cups of semi-soft poo. So when you don't have that, that is a, a technical, technically a look at constipated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's very common for people to think, well, if I go three times a week, then I'm not constipated. Right. So they'll go, Hey, I, I don't, I'm not constipated. I just have massive ones three times a week. I'm like, that's constipated. It means you're not going every day. There's a miss in there. There's your bowels are not eliminating regularly. And mm-hmm. that's what we want. So people think as long as I'm going, if it's, you know, fills up the toilet, that's okay. Right. Ken. And I'm like, uh, you want to spread that out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause if you look at, uh, you know, it's a waste that needs to be eliminated. And so the role of that colon is to absorb water. And so if it's left in there, you're reabsorbing toxins back into the body, which creates a a very toxic environment. And so if someone has gone a long period of time with being constipated and not going to the bathroom regularly, what are some of the things that start to happen in the body? Well, like you said, we're we're, we're leaking toxins in, but the simplest thing to look at is when people aren't going to the bathroom daily, there is usually a difference with their midsection. It's like, you know, Ken, my waist isn't as lean or as, or as small as protruding because really we're systems backed up. That's one thing they're going to ask. So their midsection may be a little bit not as lean as they want protruding. They may be bloated and gassy because, again, food's unlimited. Now you have traffic there, a little bit more traffic. So things aren't leaving. The system's backed up. They're going to be a little bit more gassy. Uh, appetite could be lower. I just don't feel like eating. You know, who wants to eat when nothing's leaving? You know, they just don't know why they may wake up in the morning and have no appetite. Okay. And then further down the line, we see things like uh, changes in body fat in the legs. Okay. Because like you said, toxins leave. So if toxins are leaving now, now we got to store them somewhere. And we know we talk about in the TM, we're going to store them in our legs. So those are some simple things and all the way down to skin issues as well. Skin as well. They may have acne more and other issues because again, chemicals aren't leaving the systems, not, you know, rotting, but you're really having a rotting material inside of you and you're kind of carrying it around. Yeah. So. Yeah. What is an average transit time for stool? Like, let's say I eat a meal right now. What's an average transit time of that leaving the body? Usually you should be looking anywhere between, and everyone's different because you got to, you know, unless you do that whole, I call it carrots, corn and beets test (laughs) that people do, but anywhere between 12 to 28 hours, you're kind of in that range there. So I don't want to make anyone feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the 29th hour. I'm screwed up. But you want to, you should be leaving in that amount of time. Once it gets longer than that, I have some clients where we see clients, I'm sure you've seen it, they're 48 hours. So we do a real test to get them corn, beets, and carrots and see what shows up in their stool. Two days later, it comes out. I'm like, yeah, that's long. So usually I would say by the time the day is done, you should be kind of like eliminating. And on the other side of things, you don't want to eat and poop right away. People are like, I had a milk can, it goes right through me. It's awesome. I'm like, that's not awesome. You know, we don't want to just poop right away when we're, <laughs> I yeah. mean, some people are happy, so. Yeah, there's there really is that sweet spot when it comes to transit time and our elimination and and what we should be seeing because yeah, like you said on the opposite, if it's running right through you, there's no absorption of nutrients. Yeah, and the body's stressed out. Something's not happy. It's trying to evacuate it. Like let's get out of here, right? Yeah, so. yeah. And then if it's holding on, there's that toxin reabsorption, and that's also that stressful situation as well. Yeah. So like, what causes constipation then? Like where Where's this breakdown in the gut? So constipation, we always have to remember our body shuts down bowels for the primary reason evolutionary is stress. It's a warning. It's a safety thing. It's like, okay, so Sarah, if you're hunting me down with an ax, 
you know. And actually, the other night, I did have a dream, but I didn't wake up and go, is she okay? Because I woke up, but the dream was cool. It was just like, on a, I know it's a sin aside, but literally, we were just working on TM. And you're like, you're you and me? There, I've seen you're there. Yeah. yeah, it was like two nights ago. And I'm like, I should mess and just make sure. I did it with Joe whenever I dream about it. I messaged you, okay? He goes, yeah, I dreamt about you. So all I did was I dreamt we were working on TM, and that was pretty straightforward. It was a pretty, like, kosher dream. But anyway, if you're hacking my brains off, I don't want to go to the bathroom. I want to shut the bowels down so I could be safe, so I could just run and fight. And that's what people have to remember. Chronic high stress hormone, not stress, but chronic high stress hormone is going to shut the bowels down. You know, and we know so many things cause high stress hormone. It could be our minds, how we feel. It could be a lack of sleep. It could be chemicals, it could be electronics, you know, it could be surgeries, injuries. So anything that has chronic elevated stress hormone is going to tend to signal to shut the bowels down. So that's number one. Number two, then we start looking at, okay, well, what are some other reasons that that could be happening? Inflammation is another. So in a separate topic, how I'm eating sometimes can affect that. So again, you know, you being super in shape, if you like jab cross me in the face or hit me with that thing that you train with, what's it my called? Mace. My mace. Yeah, you hit me with the mace when you hit me in there and my eye swells. Now that's, the, imagine your insides, if you're having gluten or something like that, or one of the furious five, wheat, dairy, corn, soy, or sugar, now your bowels are like, it kind of constricts and now you have less room. That's going to send a signal again. It's going to be hard to pass things through. So sometimes it isn't a sphincter thing. It's a, I'm just swollen on the inside of my intestines thing. And it's hard for things to kind of pass through. Okay. And the third one I see is stomach acid. Okay. And that's another thing we do in our in TM always. We talk about stomach acids. If your stomach acid's low, food leaving the stomach is not pudding like. It's not chime, which is what we call it chime. It's actually semi solid. And now, with the body's trying to pull out nutrients, by the time it gets to the large intestine, now it's a stone. And it's very hard to push out. So those are some basic things why I, I kind of see constipation for people. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that you first started chatting about just that that stress hormone. And if we understand the nervous system, you know that fight or flight or rest and digest. You know, if someone is they got deadlines, they got a family going on, they're rushing from here and there. Maybe they're under some emotional stress, some family drama, like all these things that you know are normal to a lot of people in their everyday lives right now, they live in this chronic state of stress. And then, you know, if, if we're in that stress, we're in that fight or flight, the last thing that your body wants to do is be eating, absorbing nutrients and, and eliminating if, if it thinks it's in danger. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense, right? Our body's always trying to protect us and keep us safe. And we, as long as you remember that we go, okay. So then wait a minute, why does my body think it's in danger? Okay. And then I can get it back to normal. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we almost need to, I like that you said, you know, talking about HCL there, like if we go up to like the top of the digestive chain, which is our mouths, right? You know, food goes in, we chew, we swallow, it gets to the stomach. If that stomach acid isn't a high up, or I should say low enough of a pH, or we have enough of it there, it's not breaking down, especially proteins, right? Proteins need to be broken down in the stomach. It's a very dense type of material that our body needs to break down. And so if we're in high stress, if, if we don't have that stomach acid, that's there, everything else moving forward down below, you know, the stomach, the small intestine and its roles, the large intestine, like the pancreatic enzymes can't break things down if the stomach acid really hasn't done its job. And so it's, it's there, there is a cascade of events that can either go wrong or go right, depending on how that whole chain of digestion is working. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's simple. It's that it's we, everything we talked about wasn't really rocket science or simple things, but it's things that we all kind of just kind of miss and run through and go, all right, here I am, you know, and then yeah. we have these issues. So, 
Yeah. And so you, you at the, you know, beginning of the conversation, you were chatting about different types of constipation and whether it's, you know, hard to get out and like, let's kind of run through um, different scenarios that people might be in that just be like, Hey, yes, I'm, you know, constipated here. Or, you know, the trainers, nutritionist listening here of like, Hey, yeah, you know, maybe I need to open up a conversation with my clients and ask some deeper questions. And what are some questions that they can ask, or, you know, some things to be looking out for? Yeah. It, it, some flags I look for are when people say, no, you know, my bowels are great. And we go, perfect. We move on. That's the first, I think, mistake that we as practitioners can make. And I made that mistake once. I'll never forget it. I had a client, set six months program, great results, always had bowel issues her whole life. And she said, Ken, things are going great. So I didn't investigate. I just said, okay, great. And then one day I said, so how's the bowels going? And she goes, you know what? Good man. Three or four raisins. I'm so happy. And I was like, what? What do you mean three to four raisins? And she's like, yeah, yeah, this is all Ken. I wasn't going my whole life. So three to four raisins for the last six months has been great. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I have to dive deeper. What does that mean? So you're not doing one to two cups of semi-soft food? She goes, no, no, just one, two or three pebbles. But that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So number one is always not telling the client what it should be. What is perfect for you mean? How is it, how would you describe your bowels to me? You know, you have that Bristol chart. Point out to me, what does it look like? And not saying this is the good one because we all want to be great. So we're all going to go, well, it's kind of over here. You know, so number one, just trying to find out what exactly ours is their poop like. Um, and then number two, what's frequency like for you? You know, do you have a specific time that you go? Is it a lot of like, okay, my 6 a.m. time, that's when I sit and relax and I go to the bathroom. Or is it, I'm just rushing through the day and when it comes, I kind of go. And I miss that time and then I don't go at all. And I'm like, that is still a form of constipation in a different way. Like at 7 p.m., you have a meeting, you don't do it, then it doesn't go around for the next day, you know, and then you don't catch it till the next day. That's another way that we are constipating ourselves. Our body wants to go. And look, no, 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 I can't go yet. So as mammals, we start to learn now. If we're crocodiles, wouldn't be a deal. But as mammals, we go, oh, she's done this for the last 26 days. Let's just slowly start impacting it and slowing that motility. So now we start creating constipation. So that's another way we can look at things. And then lastly, we have to start looking at uh, with them is timing on their poo. Is it variable? Now that I want to go, is it just like four o'clock, 12 o'clock, 10 o'clock? That's not wrong, but it does tell us something's off with either eating, stress, something's off that's making our body eliminated different times. Mm-hmm. If we're eating regular, digesting regular, sleeping at the right time, our bowels tend to turn on and turn off at the right time of the day. That's a couple of things we can start investing in with our clients and seeing, are these things happening for you? And asking better questions, I'd say. Yeah. Um, what is an optimal time to be like, in and out of the bathroom. Like if a client says, yeah, you know, I go to the bathroom every day, you know, sit there 25 minutes and finally something happens. Yeah. (laughs) I like to tell people, you know, if you have to read a whole magazine to go to the bathroom, it's not wrong. Um, But it does tell us two things. A, you really need to relax because it takes you that long to get through a magazine for things to go. B, bowels may be a little bit slow, you know, like, okay, they're not, it's not ready to rock and roll. You're, you want to go, but it's not ready to go. So there may be something going on there. Either you may need magnesium or, or something like that. Um, so I like to tell people, you truly, really, in five or 10 minutes, you should be out. Like if you're going 25 minutes, your bowels a little bit slower. Maybe it isn't the right time for you, or you may need a little bit something to move it along with its fiber, better food something maybe push that along a little bit faster. I, I can't imagine sitting there for 25 minutes. I'm like, I got stuff to do. Let's do this. You know, like, yeah. 
And that being said, you shouldn't be in there and like, ah! and you're like, you know, like pushing that sucker out, you know, ripping your insides out either, right? But, <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. You know, yes. You want to be able to get in, get out. It should be easy to come out. Okay, push a little bit, it's out, and it's, I'm gone, you know, and I wash my hands, I'm out of there, right? So, but, yes. you know, I don't know about stools and all these things, like those special poop stools and the squatty potties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you feel. How do you feel about that, sir? I don't know. Um, I don't have one. I have a couple of friends that have them. And like, I mean, I'm not going to my friend's house to uh, to drop one off, so to say. But, but I've tested out the feel of it and it feels really good. Um, really? Also, when I was in school for holistic nutrition, uh, I was at like an old condo I was living at and I had um, like this box. So I used a box um, for a little while and I, f- I found that it helped. It 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 helps create a better positioning of the legs and, and that rectum um, for elimination. Um, yeah, we had students on a couple TMs ago, a couple courses ago, and they said they literally pulled it up and said it was a game changer for them. So I was like, all right, that's new for me, but that's, it was great. It was, it was good yeah, for them. So. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is it's, I mean, I guess we can call it elimination hygiene, so to say it's like, what is that, that optimal space time, you know, position things that you need in order to, to make it happen. Um, cause I know like for myself, I remember growing up and I didn't want to go in public washrooms. I wouldn't go at other people's houses. And even like, you know, a child in school all day long, I'd be like running off the bus cause I wouldn't go at school and the mornings were too rushed and I just didn't go. Um, so, you know, we need to look at like, what type of an, of an environment are we setting up for ourselves, you know, for this massively important thing that we need to do every day. Yeah, you're right. It's like the, people go on trips. You know, if so many people say when they travel, they don't go for like seven days and they're on the beach, like all impacted and everything else, right? Because they aren't comfortable with that foreign space, right? So it's finding ways uh, to do that. I had a client, she goes, I, this is weird, Ken, but she'd bring us a little pack of candles and wherever she went, she'd like put the candle, light it, and it made her feel something like she was at home and it was able to help her go. And I was oh, like, wow. Okay, bring a little piece of you with you. What do you do with the candle? Do you leave it for the next person? She's like, I do actually. Yeah. Like a a 24 pack of candles when she travels. So I was like, okay, but it worked. So I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. And so when it comes to, you know, we briefly chatted about, you know, just some like uh, complications and things that came up, you know, reabsorbing toxins and, um, and the breakdown of the body, you know, if, if someone hasn't been going to the bathroom for, let's say their entire life, they've been constipated or the last like couple decades, they're maybe going a couple times a week. Uh, what are some of the things that you might be looking at in the body in terms of like, Oh, this is probably definitely off, definitely off, definitely off. If they've been so backed up, um, as the cause or as a result, as a result, as a role, as a result, uh, things that'll definitely be off. I know the gut's going to be damaged. You, you can't be constipated uh, for that length of time and not have some damage uh, to the gut lining because it's just, yeah, you have material in there. You have too much material in there sitting in, against a wall, a thin lining thinner than her eyelid for, you know, a long period of time. That's damaging for sure. Um, so that's one thing I go, I know we're going to have to seal the gut for at least work on improving that environment. Um, also, there may be other pathogens in there, you know, like some pathogens need to get out, you know, and they're, hanging around if you have like a bunch of zombies sitting on a bus in traffic for a couple of days, they're going to go crazy, you know, and they're going to either get out into the system. So now we could have, you know, yeast fungus parasites moving in and out of the system, which we don't want, um, which may translate into mood, you know, how people's mood are, how they feel every day. Um, 
Other things I know uh, they're going to have issues with. Uh, if they're female, cycles and issues with cycles, periods may be something that's a problem as well. So because, again, liver is like, okay, let's get rid of these harmful toxins. Let's ship them down the intestines. And then now they just sit there. And if the gut's not great, now we're leaking toxins back in the system. So now I start looking for cysts, fibroids, uh, as toxin leaks out and the body tries to kind of hold on to them, right? So I may look for those things as well um, as issues. And then lastly is uh, acne. I find if people are constipated, um, they may have acne below the lip line. So they may have acne around the chin, just below that lip line. Not so much the jaw, but just around there. I find that's more of a large intestine kind of issue. And they'll have a lot of acne in through there, especially coming towards their cycle. So there's mm-hmm. a couple of things that I see. Yeah. Body doesn't lie. <laughs> there's always, nope. there's the, the, it'll, it'll try to let us know that something's off in some way. Yeah. yeah. And that's usually we just try to shut it up. Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, I have acne. Let me like put something on my skin right here to get rid of it. Meanwhile, it's it's so deep rooted in the body. Yeah, like the skin is like that that surface level of finally something you know exploding out to the surface of like, help, my body needs help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Let's chat solutions. All right. How do we you know start fixing this problem? Like, what are some of the things that we can do? I know that. Hydration, like water quality, um, absolutely. Uh, it like if you think about constipation, and if someone has ever moved something along that's been sitting there for a while, it's probably pebble looking. You know, you said pebbles, or it looks like a, a bodybuilder. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's like hard, thick, yeah. chunky pebbles all like pushed together. <laughs> Right. That's exactly right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so we need to get the body hydrated. We need to get that lubrication going there. And especially because the colon is meant to absorb water, it's probably very sparse and very dry in there. So getting that body hydrated and moving along. What are some other things that we can do? Uh, So water, yeah, the water is a good one for sure. I look besides, I stay on hydration. I look at coffee next and I say, look, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to ruin your day, all you coffee lovers. But if, if the bathroom isn't great, um, I look to watching stimulants because stimulants can either sometimes pull water out more than we want. Okay. Uh, and so I look at stimulants and we got to cut the stimulants back so then we can hold on that water. There's no sense saying, great, I'm drinking three liters of water and I'm having four cups of coffee or pretty much peeing out all that water now. So I like to reduce stimulants uh, and give them something different for, you know, to help with their, their energy, their focus. Um, number two, chewing. We talked about, you know, we talked about that in our, in our mentorship, like, giving people time. And some of them say, Ken, look, I can't do this all day, man. Like you're nuts. Like I'm biting my lip. I got to go. Like, what can I do here? Pick one meal a day and chew 20 to 30 times. Like before you, before you just kind of, you know, swallow that chunk down. That's a great way to get improved digestion. Just start there. Um, And then we look at, we look at stomach acid, looking at stomach acid, like, you know, getting your test done, finding your practitioner, your stress use fat loss practitioner, getting them to do your stomach acid test. Okay, because then if that's that alleviates a lot of the issues with constipation. So I usually start there. That's basics. Um, Number three, we start looking at things like, okay, well, what's food? If someone is constipated, I know the carnivore lovers don't throw a spear at me, but I will reduce animal protein. I'll say, let's just pull it back, maybe an ounce or two and just see if the body can repair. You know, maybe sometimes animal protein is just a little bit. It's not bad. It's just too much for the terrain. Um, And I may you know, start the day off with fruit, you know, something just easier for the body to process. If they're going to have nuts or seeds, they should soak them the night before, you know, just to kind of uh, 
improve enzyme, you know, and then lower lectins. We don't want to get too sciencey, but things that help digestion with nuts and seeds. So I would do that. Um, make sure they have vegetables at the beginning of their meal again. So I'm changing the order of their food. Okay, that's another thing they can do. And then when we get down to supplements, uh, definitely magnesium. You know, magnesium bisglycinate, simple one, a great one, without getting too crazy with all the different mags. That's a great one just to start with. It relaxes the bowels, calms the nervous system, you know, um, and start having that in the evening time. And for some people, they need it more towards the middle of the day. Maybe like they're so backed up, I have to start giving it to them in the afternoon and kind of calm their nervous system down. Um, and uh, then you have your 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 weird remedies, like, you know, give them valerian root, which helps with the nervous system, or cayenne pepper, you know. Um, and then on the... I guess the vault of things that I would do is cascara sagrada. You know, that's like, a, it stimulates uh, peristalsis of the intestines. So mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, great. You know, like people who haven't pooped their whole life, I may give them that. But that is like, disclaimer, you're using it for a short period of time. Don't get stuck on this thing. When you go to the store to buy it, practitioners, or you send your, your clients, they're going to grill your client. Who gave you this? Why are they asking you to do this? What's going on? So what's that, what's that name again? Cascara sagrada. Yeah, so it'll work. It'll work. You will. You may feel some movements in there, like whoa, I haven't felt that in a while. But it'll work. It'll get things moving. Um, and those are some simple things. I think that well, not simple. I gave a whole bunch. And then you have your fibers, obviously your chia, your flax. Those are all great things. Okra, avocado, finding things to help things slide out the bowels. Yeah. And even for some people, I had some client who needed grains. You never know. We have to, as practitioners, we have to be open to what the body tells. I have a client when I feed her grains, she goes. I had to give her brand buds every day. I couldn't, I just couldn't get it around it. She needed it. So I gave it to her, you know, and then it was going to the bathroom was more important than what the grains did to her. So I had to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then lastly is emotional. You and I, Sarah, know this going through our emotional journeys. You know, I always say when children are constipated or are constipated from childhood, there's two reasons, food or emotions. Mm-hmm. One, something happened back then that started the problem and put us in a chronic flight or fight. So you go back and start healing emotions. You know, um, and that's another thing to do if you're, we talk about that in the TM as well, things they can do. So, yeah, yeah. I think that gives like a really nice uh, overview of looking at multiple facets. And I, you know, if you look at mainstream marketing on how they market either constipation, they're looking at putting like a Metamucil in. So you're looking at like add a fiber or, hey, take this laxative and just push everything through. What are your thoughts and views on like, that being targeted to the majority of population geez laxatives are scary man i've had too many ladies come in that have been on laxatives and now their bowels are lazy Um, they're you know they're in their 30s and 40s their bowels just don't want to work they're like yeah and they have now they have issues just going to the bathroom you know so that's something that i i don't like uh too much there's always a better way hey give your puree pairs and give it to them i've had that's how I figured out, hmm, what do I give my kids when they're babies? I gave them pears and I started giving clients pears and they started pooping. So I'm like, maybe we have to do these things. Metamucil, it's an okay fiber at best. There's so many other fibers out there that we can, you know, that we can work on. But uh, the thought process is nice. It just, like I said, there's so many other fibers they can kind of work on. Um, and I always ask, when did it start? Okay. And then I go back a year or two prior and go, what was going on in your life? I don't say, were you stressed out? I'll say, so how was life two years before that? How was family, friends, you know, childhood games, sports? And I just let them kind of go, oh, yeah, oh, this happened, you know, and sometimes that's what we end up focusing on, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's you got to be a detective. Yeah, right. Because sometimes it's like you just go shoving stuff in their face and, you know, really it's like, yeah, I'd someone say, yeah, like, you know, I saw, 
you know, my mom punched my dad in the face and ever since my, my bowels shut off, she said. So uh-huh. me giving her tons of mag and other stuff, it's just like her bowels aren't working. I sent her to, I say, go do some energy work with this person. I, I can do some, she lived far away. I go, I can't do it on you. Go see this person. Mm-hmm. Bowels are better. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I think, you know, really, uh, you know, one of the things that we teach the students in the transformation mentorship is to do a poop audit with your clients and, you know, even if there's anybody listening here who, you know, wants to get more into digestive health or looking for clues in your body is track your poop for five days, five days to a week. Um, because I think we can all agree we've never had the same bowel movement twice. Like there's always something that's a little bit different. And so yeah. it's, it's it's going to show us really good indicators on, on what's happening with health. And so, you know, if someone wants to do a poop audit, what are some of the things that they should be you know tracking? Uh, they want to look at, well, number one, color is important. It doesn't matter. You know, you want to look at how's that color change on the spectrum? Is it clay over here? Is it like jet black over here? So color is one. Um, odor is important. Most people say, Ken, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Like poop stinks. I'm like, not as bad as you think. It's like it is an earthy smell to it. And then there's like something's wrong. You know, I need to put the fan on. So, you know, what's that range? You know, Um and we see that as we stop having whey protein and things, we'll see the difference in how things smell, right? And, and ever else. So, uh, and then consistency, you know, is it solid? Can you throw it and say, or could you catch it? And go, hey, I got it, Ken, you know, or is it like you throw it and it goes through your fingers like liquid? Like that's, those are all the ranges that I ask clients that, could I catch it if you threw it at me? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, well, that's not solid, darling. You know what I mean? Like, is it putting in a cup or is it on my plate? Like, give me the rundown here. And they're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, well, but we want to know consistency and people always say, yeah, it's normal. So consistency is another one. We want to know consistency. Uh, and then another a fourth is like, is there any food in there? Mm-hmm. Are there any bits in there? Like, do you see anything in there? I remember seeing a client once and she said, she kept seeing rice. They go, you know, rice is not in your planning. Eh? And she was just like, it was like silence like this. It was like, oh yeah. So what is that? I go, have you seen rice your whole life? She goes, oh yeah. Since I was a kid and parasites. parasites. So I was like, kept seeing rice. So observing your poo is important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, looking at it's, it's interesting because the digestive tract, um, it, it's the first thing that is formed as an, an, an embryo we'll say like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I had learned that when I, in holistic nutrition, that it is the very first thing that is formed and every single organ and system is created off of this digestive tract stem. And that's why the gut is so connected to everything because every organ and system is created off of that. It's, it's even before the heart and it's even before the brain. It is the digestive tract is the very first thing that is formed. That's a mic drop right there. So just mic yeah. drop and get up, walk out of the room. It's over. That's it. Yeah. And so if we look at, you know, gut health and making sure that, you know, ourselves and our clients are going to the bathroom regularly and optimally, it's so important. I remember working with a client for his arthritis stuff um, but he was constipated, not going to the bathroom well. And I was like, we're not even like focusing on arthritis. Cause I'll be, like arthritis is an inflammation issue, um, among other things, but we fixed his gut and like his pain went down by like 60% and like debilitating arthritis in his back. Couldn't let he's back to lifting back to doing like, you know, the, the athletic things that he wanted to do just from fixing his gut. And so that's how powerful the digestive is, digestive tract is and the, and gut health. Um, it's, it's phenomenal the the small symptoms that will creep up on us that we don't even really realize. Like maybe that mental sharpness is just off a little bit, or my gut just feels a little heavier. It's, it's these things that we ignore um, because we don't really know what true health feels like or what we're supposed to feel like. 
Yeah, that's that's true. You're absolutely absolutely right. It's uh, we're we are told and kind of groomed to just be okay with not being okay. <laughs> and it's like let's 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 listen to it. Let's ignore. It. Let's not shoot the fire person for saying there's a fire, right? That that would be so weird in real life. But we do that with our bodies all the time. So yeah, which which is why we have this podcast. Which is why we have these conversations so that more of these conversations are had and more of this information gets out. And so people can actually understand like what is quote unquote normal. Um, like what is like baseline normal for like gen pop society versus like, if you want to live in high vitality, like you want longevity in life, like you don't want to just get by with your health. Like you want to thrive. You really need to be paying attention to these things. Absolutely. That, yeah. That's a great way of putting it. I can't, you could have said it better. I, got that. I don't want to get by. I just want to thrive. That's <laughs> Awesome, everyone. Ken, anything else for, I mean, I think we, we wrapped this up and uh, eliminated this topic pretty, pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. You hit that bang on. That was, I, that was good. Okay. Wonderful. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode here today. Let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, take a screenshot of this episode, upload to stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. We'll see you next time.